This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 691 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Bryant Snell, and his job is to make our homes awesome looking. Uh, but his company is Snell Home Services. Brian, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, love to talk home improvements. And, and you don't just limit yourself to that. So I want to make sure we cover everything. This may take a while, Brian. You, you okay? You want to grab a drink first? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate it. <laughs> so let's start with Snell Home Services. Fill us in on what you're doing there. Um, so we are a, uh, we, we used to be a, um, a residential building company, um, based out of high end stuff. And, uh, that was, um, a previous company, Snell home service developed out of that when the market crashed back in 05. Um, we started a home watch business. Uh, we had a lot of clientele in town that we had built houses for. So we picked up right off the bat about 40 or 50 home watches. And, um, we've grown that up to about 80 home watches now. Um, mostly high end stuff, clients that aren't here year round. We watch their homes and do all their handyman stuff. And, um, in the last probably 10 years, we've gotten back into the remodel side. And now we do everything from, um, simple like kitchens and baths to entire guts of homes. You know, we, we, no, nothing too small, nothing too big. Pretty much, we do little handyman services for our home watch client to um, million dollar remodels of just entire homes. So it's kind of a good little niche yeah. we got. Very, very cool. What about your journey into all this? Is this yeah? You know, were you always like uh, playing with tools when you were a kid, or what? Uh, believe it or not, I am a third generation Naples builder. I'm a contractor. Really? I um, my grandfather came down here in the the. Uh, late fifties and started doing it. Um, my dad went away to Nam and swore he wasn't going to come back and do it. And he did it. And then I went away <laughs> to college and swore I was never going to come back and do it. And I came back and did it. Um, it, it's a great growth opportunity in the area. Um, you know, do, do I love every day? I will say no, but as an overall, <laughs> I love getting to see the process. I love getting to do it. Um, you know, and it, it's been good to me. It's been good to the family. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Very, very cool. Third generation. But yeah, yeah, you make a good point. I mean, our with our businesses, we were in the health club business. And, um, you know, when our kids were younger, they wanted no parts of any even a con- entering a conversation of, hey, you know, this would be pretty cool. To, I, yeah. uh, my summer days in high school and stuff, I, all I did was dig ditches and sweep floors and move block. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason I hated it and I swore yeah. I was never coming back to it. And then I realized I could come back and not necessarily have to do the same stuff I did as yeah. a kid. And uh, it's good. But. Yeah, you paid your dues, right? Yep. Yeah, awesome. So how about when it comes to myths and misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to? Um, I, I think the biggest myth, you know, I think our biggest myth is that there's there's a lot of bad publicity around contractors. And um, don't get me wrong, I, I think there's the, the bad contractor out there like there is in every industry. But I, I think that our myth comes from a point of people hiring people that aren't contractors. They're hiring... Um, you know, and, and I say this loosely because I'm a handy we're, we act as a handyman, you know, they're hiring the handyman down the road that has changed out light bulbs in a toilet for them to do these giant, um, you know, remodels. And then they're upset and they're blaming the con it's the contractor doesn't know what they're doing in this. And, and I think that's for me, that's the biggest myth is, you know, like we, we as a whole, as an industry, get the bad rep 
and you know we're dealing with a lot of moving pieces in that but at the end of the day sometimes it is people's faults and and i i mean i've had some of mine go sideways once in a while it, it happens in everybody if you're doing enough you're going to have one or two happen um but i think that's the biggest thing for us is you know we we get a lot of it you know we get a lot of it from clients that have had yeah. bad experiences and we try and turn them around you know yeah yeah yeah, I mean, there is no industry out there. I mean, we're all human at the end of the day. It's, uh, you know, what I love about this show, number one, is we, we you know, uncover many stories like yours, you know, third generation or family business, you know, people who are established here and they've been doing great work. And I think when you're dealing with individuals that are part of your community, everyone, everyone gets that, hey, like you said in the beginning, we don't love every single day of what we do because we all have moments. But, you know, we also understand that, hey, when stuff happens, we do everything we possibly can to make it right. And then some. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is a heck of a lot better than dealing with. I was just on the phone with my neighbor and completely unrelated to this, but she just spent. 35 to 40 minutes with a major company and of course gave up, you know, it's, it's like, you, you, there's, there's no one to speak to, no one that can help her. And, and, uh, that's a, that's not a good way to run a business. No, the ones my that opinion. I mean, I, what do I know? But <laughs> yeah, no, I get the ones that surprise me is I, I get ones that I go out and see people, they call me about a job and I go look at it and they're, so adamant about either the fact that I called them back because they can't get anybody to return their calls or they even have yeah. a lot of contract or people that come out to look at the job and they'll spend an hour with them looking at it and then just never hear back from them. Yes. And I'm like, you know, that person is dedicating an hour of their life. Like, why are they not at least putting the effort in to try and get the job? If I'm going to go spend an hour with you, you're at least going to see some budgets from me, it, it, whether it's high or not. <laughs> you're going to see something because it's an hour of my life that I, or in multiple hours because the hour with them is only the beginning compared to the estimate I have to do. I spend hours on estimates. So that's what blows me away is just <laughs> people yeah, not returning calls. And, and then once they do see you, just not calling you after that, you know, ghosting them. So It is wild. Wow. So how about outside of work? What are you doing for fun? Oh man, I am uh, being a, being a Florida guy. I uh, I love the outdoors. So um, you know, I used to fish a lot. Um, I kind of have steered away from that, and I focus most of my energy. I'm a I'm an avid hunter now. So you can really? find me in the local stuff down in the swamps hunting. Um, a lot of people laugh at me. I'm a little bit of a country boy. I I do a lot of gator hunting, and um, we do a lot of. Uh, turkey and deer down here and then i travel in the winter times to go out up north of like kansas and texas to do deer hunting and i've been out wow. to montana doing elk hunting but uh they always laugh at me when i show them pictures we got a big 12 footer a couple of years ago a gator and they just laugh at me thinking of me on a boat trying to get gator so where where i mean <laughs> i, I don't even know where to begin but um, <laughs> Like, how does that work? Uh, I, I'm assuming you need for, for gator hunting. There's a season, right? Because actually, my my daughter's boyfriend he went gator hunting at one yeah. point. So I've got a, a decent feel for things. But uh, for our listeners who are wondering, what is that all about? Just just fill us you, in. Um, Florida's a little di like Florida's kind of like what you see on um, the TV show, the Gator Hunting Out in Louisiana. Like I'm sure everybody's seen the shows. Um, yeah. down here is a little different. You apply for tags, you get two tags when you apply and you apply by County or by area. So call your County is really hard to get. So even though I'm based in Collier, I usually apply for like Charlotte or somewhere and you literally take the boat out at nighttime and you shine their eyes until you yeah. see them and you catch them with fishing rods. 
Like down here, we're not allowed to bait them and we're not allowed to shoot them on open water because they're worried about the bullets ricocheting into houses. So we have fishing rods and we use little spin casters to get them first. And then we use big shark rods to get them closer. And then once they're at the boat, you're allowed to shoot them as long as you can touch the leader like as, as long as they're close to the boat, basically. Okay. And, uh, and then we do, we procure everything. I, I do say that is a big thing as a hunter for us. Like, you know, it's not just catch it and kill it and go and whatever we, yeah. I have a freezer full. My wife isn't necessarily happy about all the meat I bring home, but there's a freezer's full of gator meat and every other meat and the hides we sell or we tan them. You know, I have a nine footer hanging on my wall at home. <laughs> out. My, that was the one rule when my wife moved in, I joke with her. I'm like, honey, the, the the deer heads and the, the alligator skin are not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere anytime oh, soon. So, uh, but she, she said, I do even to that. So we're good. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So what do you do with the skin? Do you sell that or do you, uh, um, I, we kept the one, the other ones, if you take your time, yeah, we can sell them out to people that are trying to do for boots and wallets and yeah, purses yeah. and you can sell it. Same thing with the meat. You can sell the meat. Um, yeah. you know, we give a lot of the meat to, I give a lot of the meat to friends and people that ask for it. Yeah. Um, just cause realistically it's, um, you know, there's only so much of it you can eat. Yeah. You know, it's good so, though. Uh, well, I was going to say the next question for you, you've been asked a gazillion times. It's funny. We, we, uh, in Pennsylvania, we had a restaurant that served alligator meat, but for our listeners going, what does alligator meat taste like? Tastes like chicken, a salt. Yeah. It's got a little too much. It's salt, but they just little tiny nuggets, like almost like popcorn nuggets, like you know. And that's it. It tastes like chicken. Yeah, it is yeah. delicious. <laughs> love it, love it. All right. So, how about when it comes to hardship, life challenge, Brian? What comes to mind in the period of time that you were challenged, you got through it, and you can now say, "Hey, I'm better for it. I'm stronger." Oh yeah. Um, you know, I graduated college. Uh, had some had some stuff in the plans and I, I gave it up to come back and take over the family business. And, uh, I did that, um, for about three years before the market fell out. So, um, you know, we went from being, we were the last year we, we did $40 million worth of building homes in Naples. And we went from that to zero. And, um, you know, we started the home watch, but the home watch was so small. I basically let my dad do the home watch on his own. And I went back to serving tables. Um, I had wow. a friend that owned a pizza shop and I was ordering a two pizzas a week and eating off a slice of two a pizza a day to try and make ends meet um while well, i got back on my feet and uh i can definitely say it strengthened me it taught yeah. me to save a little bit better than i did when i was younger and uh just really just try and keep my hands in it you know i don't necessarily love the home watch business all the time but i'm also something i'm never gonna let go of because heaven forbid the market does slow down again with my building side that home watch side those clients i have I'll be able to retain most of those through the downturn. Yeah. They're well off enough and they see it as an investment home. So um, I think I'd be able to keep that income coming in. So something I hold on to very dearly and learn yeah. from. So. Yeah, <laughs> very, very smart. That's great. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company, Snell Home Services? What would that be? Um, uh, for me, it's, you know, for, for me, being in the building industry, um, a, a lot of people go into it, um, you know, they get a bad, they, they have people come out and they don't necessarily 
you know, know the numbers. They don't know where it's at. You know, we come out, we can go over jobs, whether it's, a, you know, a kitchen or a bath or, or a big one. Usually when it's a big one, people are a little more prepared for the numbers. You know, when it's a small one, like a kitchen or bath, some people have this idea in their brain that it's going to be this much and they, they wait so long to do it. When in all reality, there's options. You know, we all have options. You know, we have, you know, I don't want to say low end. We have less expensive options. And then we have, we do, you know, there's champagne taste out there in Naples, but people can spend, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on a kitchen or upwards, but then you can do it for a fraction of that. And I think a lot of people are kind of hesitant to get out and just have somebody over to look at the numbers. And, um, you know, we don't get every job we go after and, and some people aren't ready, but at the same time, it's something that I tell people, if you're thinking about it and you want to do it, you'd be surprised what we can do, you know, on all aspects. Well, perfect timing then to transition into listeners want to get a hold of you. Listeners want to invite you over. Uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, the best way for them to get in touch um, r- really um, through our, our uh, email system, um, office.snellhomeservices, uh, all one word at gmail.com. So it's office.snellhomeservices at gmail. Um and, and that's the best way they'll, they'll get in touch with Lisa in our office. Um, she's been a blessing and, uh, she, she keeps things in front of me that I tend to, if I tend to get something and lo- look over it or lose it, she keeps putting it back in front of me. So that's the best way get her involved at the beginning and uh, terrific. go from there. And I can come out and look at whatever you got coming up. Yeah. Everybody needs a Lisa. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have, I lo- waited too long and I am so excited to have her. <laughs> that's great well brian it's been fun i love the alligator talk i don't get to talk alligators much so i appreciate you uh getting into that and we wish you the best going forward there i really appreciate it thanks for having me thank you for listening to the good neighbor podcast to nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show go to goodneighborpodcast.com that's goodneighborpodcast.com or call us at 239-224-4105